What's up, Gang Con Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Suns Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He banked it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm telling you, you look like you joined the dance All right, greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show, live from the Sinorama Studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms. It is February the 22nd, JC, JB, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon, and we hope that you'll stick around with us as well. Stuart Lake will join the show coming up in the next 20 minutes or so, or so. former assistant coach at Carolina, former head coach at Charleston Southern, and last night he was in the booth calling the game a winning game and another game with a lot of balls that left the yard and a lot of feet that touched the plate for Gamecock baseball. They just continue to pound the cover off of the ball. And we're certainly going to get to some of that uh, here this afternoon. Carolina basketball is on the floor tonight against number two Alabama. You might have heard Nate Oates stepped in at big time yesterday with some comments pertaining to the murder of uh, a young lady from uh, or is connected to a member, or at least now we know members of his basketball program. So we'll get to some of that. Plenty to talk about in Gamecock football yesterday. Taylor Edwards was on our show as well. A lot of follow-up articles that are on the BigSpur.com right now based on that conversation. You should be having a conversation if the sign in front of your business sucks because that's why you'll need Signorama in Columbia. The <laughs> Signorama Studios house us. And they take care of everybody else, pretty much anybody in between. They are the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, Signorama.com, owned and operated by Gamecock alumni, design, production, install, and service. It's all excellent before, during, and after the sign process. Maybe you just need a banner. Maybe you need a tablecloth. Or maybe you do need, like, a real sign for your business or whatever it may be. They can do vehicle graphics. Whatever it is, Sinorama in Columbia, you can call them at 803-407-9284, located over there across the bridge in West Columbia. You might be wondering why I've got a headset on today. 
Because uh, you're remote now from that blimp high atop then. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> the, the headset. I used to wear a lot of these when I worked at ESPN, of course. Um, Friday, I will be broadcasting this show live from the press box at Founders Park. I'm, I'm going to head to Columbia. I've got some things to do, actually, with 107.5 The Game that morning in studio. And then um, we'll be headed over to Founders Park. So we've got to have mobile equipment, guys. And luckily, I have mobile equipment. And uh, so we'll be doing the show, at least I will, and whomever joins me up there uh, high atop Founders Park on Friday. So we're going to try to get through two two hours today and maybe two more hours tomorrow and make sure none of it breaks uh, before we hit the road for the capital city. But uh, certainly looking forward to that. And as always, looking forward to speaking with the both of you. I will not call you clowns like everybody else. I'll just call you JC and Phil. So uh, I'm really leaning into that here lately. <laughs> I, I don't mind the clown moniker. It's a, it's, it's a term of endearment here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, I think. That's right. Uh, That's it, yeah. It, of course, it all started when I left the refrigerator door open and, and Nat, it, it beeps once you leave it open for so long. I didn't know what it was. Nat got in the chat box and was like, Shut the refrigerator door, clown. And uh, and that's where all that started. That's why there's a clown in the opening. I felt like Mayor McCheese and a clown and spies like us. And kind of tributes to me and Phil in, in, in the early days <laughs> before you joined us, Jay. <laughs> the early days, the, the first but, 100 uh, episodes. The, right. the first 100 episodes. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's all good. Wow, what a performance last night by the Gamecocks on the diamond again. Uh, shoot. I mean, this is uh, this team's on fire to start the season. It's uh, Winthrop is, you know, UMass Lowell's UMass Lowell, but Winthrop's Winthrop, and uh, there's been a lot of close midweek games uh, through the years with the Eagles, and uh, certainly have a proud program. TJ Hopkins' uh, brother, I think, was the starting pitcher last night. Boy, they they just got after it again. The Gamecocks, they're they're just sort of locked in, and you keep hearing that word approach. JB, I, I like the approach. At the plate, uh, they're not swinging at many bad pitches. They just uh, – they're locked in and top to bottom and and, and, and they, the whole lineup. And I think it's also good that, like, a lot of guys are getting to play. You know, that's always good for any any sport when all your reserves get to play, especially in baseball where, you know, you don't necessarily sub during SEC play all that often. Uh, and it looks like, you know, the, the guys on the second line, guys like Jonathan French – uh, who's a newcomer from Clemson, who's kind of the third catcher. Um, you know, Braswell's out there a bunch at the end. You know, you, you get to pitch some guys that, that maybe not wouldn't normally get to some innings and some work, and that's just going to make the team better and closer and play more together. Uh, and th- this group, I'll, I'll say that too, you know, the number one thing is approach, but number two, there's sort of a congruence or a, a togetherness so far through these four, you know, just four games. But these guys look like they're a little bit more – you know, locked in as a team uh, and, and kind of all rowing in the same direction than, than maybe in years past. And a lot of that has to do with health. A lot of it has to do with newcomers. A lot of it has to do with the approach like I talked about. But uh, just a heck of a start. Now you got the, the, the Queens College, and I don't even know their mascot. <laughs> uh, is it not a queen? No. Well, no. The Queens Queens? This isn't coming to America. The Queens. Queens. I will go to Queens to find a queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he went to Queens College instead of Queens, New York, that wouldn't have made for a very good movie. Good morning, my neighbors. <laughs> you wouldn't get that response. You know, you know, you'd be like, good morning, my neighbors. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Welcome to Charlotte. <laughs> or North Carolina. 
Hang you on, gonna hear Queen? You wanna go to Biscuitville? <laughs> How about Bojangles? You want Bojangles biscuit? Here, I'll give you Bojangles biscuit right now. How about that? But nothing like the movie coming to America, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if it had just gone to Queens College, you know, maybe it's different. Maybe not. There's not a McDowell's in uh in Queens, Charlotte, <laughs> is there? The, the big Mick. <laughs> anyway, see, we'd have never gotten all that goodness, but so, so thankfully he didn't go to New York. But anyway, <laughs> that's the opponent tonight. And uh, what time do we have, Stuart? Like eleven thirty. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm eleven yeah, twenty. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing from him because I'll tell you this. I mean, I, you, you guys know I'm a big fan of Kip Bognight and uh, the color analyst he uh, analysis he gives uh, during games or the broadcast. I, I just I kind of like his style or whatever. Some people. Maybe think he's a little over opinionated. I, I like that from him. And, and if anybody deserves the right to be opinionated, it's Kip Bachnight, right? Uh, and I, I, I say this, you know, reinforcing the fact I'm a Kip guy. You know, I'm Team Kip. I thought Stewart was outstanding on the broadcast last night. It was like kind of, it, it's kind of a, it's a different approach, kind of laid back, but just the knowledge. You know, and, and the smooth delivery. I felt like I was like sitting next to Ray Tanner, just watching baseball, you know, or, or somebody with that kind of experience and mind and appreciation for the program, but also the knowledge of the sport and the game. Uh, so really looking forward to talking to him later. Yeah, yeah he's really, really nice. good. First time I've had an opportunity to watch one on TV, and it was good to hear him. And, uh, you know, radio calls are, are great anyway. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, I hit the kids with that on the way to the house, you know, listening to the pregame on the radio. They're like, what are we listening to? I'm like, baseball. I'm like, oh, uh, you know? <laughs> and baseball's the, the best like, thing in the world to listen to on the radio. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Uh, you got to get a feel and appreciation for this. I know it's not TikTok, but geez, come on. Yeah, I know, yeah. 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 It's old school. Yeah. Radio, you see, and, and you, you love it You love it because you hear, if you're listening on the radio, you hear, like, the, the pauses in the game. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport yep. where – you know, right. like you're going up and down the court in, in, in basketball, up and down the court, up and down the court, or, or hockey, blah, 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 football, you know, here he goes, up the line of scrimmage. Baseball, there's all these pauses, and you, you hear the pop of the ball on the mat, or you hear the crack of the bat, or that's it, mm-hmm. picking, if you will, in college, you know, and it's uh, uh, it, it's magical. It really well, is to listen to, to it on the radio. Well, I'll cor- uh, not correct you, but I'll I'll round out your comment a little bit. A little bit. It, there are pauses when the broadcast team is good. There yeah. are some yeah. who never shut up. Yeah. There's one I know of in particular that'll just fill your head with stats for three straight hours. I'm like, dude, Oof. nobody wants to listen to that crap. Shut up. Do your job. Go down to the dugout maybe before the game and talk to the coach. Figure out something additional to get into about these players. Tell some stories. Baseball's about telling stories, you know. Derek yeah. does it well. Mike Morgan did it as well as anybody. By the way, Stuart and Mike are having lunch today. Oh, good. Uh, so, uh, so because Mikey is in in town Columbia to call the game tonight between Look out, folks. And, um, and, and and South Carolina. The uh, Morgan's in town. box, by the way, is is up in Adam, like it is every up in Adam. Day. Adam's and, first uh, in today, by the way. Literally, yeah. Uh, what up? Hey, Adam. Uh, it's good to see all of you. Uh, Brian, I wouldn't mind this being two hours on the Yardcocks, to be honest. Love baseball and love that the boys are massing, mashing it with a vengeance. Yeah, you know, we could certainly talk baseball all day. We could probably get Coach Lake in here and not let him go until 1 o'clock. He also asked, um, he says, I'm curious what Kingston's comments about the chip on their shoulder were about. Was there some trash talk? 
Uh, no, I, I didn't hear any of the, I didn't actually hear those comments last night. I ended up kind of turning the rest of my page into with my children and my wife and my dogs and hanging out. But um, but this team does have a chip on their shoulder. I can tell you that. I, I have heard that plenty uh, coming into the season. And that's just more of a, hey, look, this is South Carolina. We don't finish a game under 500 around here. Um, you know, they're, they're ready to play baseball. And, uh, and they've got a bunch of guys that you add to that that are coming off of injury. And they all know, had they been healthy last year, they would have – that team would have been entirely different. So, you know, it's it, the attitude is, you know, let's shut some people up here. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. And I'm not saying this directly to you, Brian, at all. But um, let's call a spade a spade. There's a portion of this fan base has done nothing but trash these guys for the last seven months. You really think they haven't heard that? Mm-hmm. You know, they know. And uh, and they're ready to go out and play ball. And, and so, so far – uh, so good, and and you know Brian, he, Brian, he goes on to say they haven't looked good against inferior pitching in a while, and now we do. I think what's interesting about that is while the arms that were thrown out there last night are not guys that pitch for an SEC program, ninety five still ninety five. You know, ninety five can be flat, ninety five can move a little bit, but Brody Hopkins, he gets, he runs it up there. I know Mark mentioned that last night that they're that he was at ninety five, ninety six, and it's really hard to go from ninety five, ninety six to something that's under bat speed, maybe coming from the opposite side. And um, and they handled that well. They've handled pretty much everybody well throughout the season. They've made tons of adjustments up there. We're going to let Coach Lake really get into a lot of that stuff. Um, Joey, is there close parking to the baseball stadium? I want to take my 72-year-old dad uh, to watch the Yardcocks. Um, well, yeah, look, yeah. I mean, right, right beyond the, the – uh, center field wall is is the parking lot, and then there's also parking across the street, across William Street or Ray Tanner Way. Um, that's private parking over there during the week. I think they might open up a little bit later, but yeah, you, you're okay. And you can flag down some golf carts and stuff like that too. They'll, they'll they'll get your father in there if he wants to watch baseball. Um, so make sure you take him, Philip. Guys, he says I'm worried about the runs mostly coming from home runs. We've seen that before, and it's not sustainable. Well, that's true. You know, you don't want to live and die by the long ball, but but let's remember a couple of things here. First and foremost, they're not hitting solo home runs. Uh, the balls that are leaving the yard have been with people on base, and that's evidenced by 19 home runs and 64 RBI that have crossed the plate this year. That's number one. Number two, they're having quality at bats. There's a difference in hitting solo home runs and then also not having quality at bats. They've had quality at bats. They're moving base runners. They're changing their approach as the count changes. They know what to do when guys are in scoring position. They know how to move runners. Um, you know, they're, they've walked two more times than they've struck out thus far this season. They've been hit by 14 pitches. And so that tells you they've been on base 43 times via, via the walk and the, H, and the HBP, and they've only struck out 27 times, and they're hitting almost 400. So, you know, I, while I understand that, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm going to disagree a little bit there. Because the quality of at bat, as Monty Lee pointed out on our show before the season started, so far so good, and uh, and 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 they're not just up there trying to yank balls out of the ballpark. A lot of these things are leaving Oppo, so you know their approach has been pretty darn good. And and you can't hit an opposite field home run unless you're looking to hit one that way generally. So uh, what they've done offensively, yeah. and again, we'll let Coach Lake kind of fill in the gaps here. They they've been really 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 good. Yeah, I, I don't think you know honestly, Philip. I don't I don't think uh, Philip. In, a, in the chat box, not Philip, the math tutor here. Um, I, uh, I I don't think any of this is sustainable right now. 
because uh, there's not they're not going to average twenty runs a game. They're not going to average <laughs> you know? five home runs a game. No, yeah, and they're not. They're not. But I mean, you know, they, they've scored twenty. They've scored seventeen. They've scored twelve. They scored nineteen in four games. I mean, you're not. I mean, they're going to slow down eventually, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it feels different. I mean, you know, and, and you may have a you, you may have a point, and I think I think it's a legit concern um, based on years past. But something just. You're right. The, you get back to that word approach. It just it's just different. It's it's a different type of approach. This is not a it's not you know it's not the Bash Brothers. Like I'm a Bash Brother. Like the Oakland member of the Bash Brothers. Boom, McGuire and Ken Seiko. Uh, you know, but uh, these guys aren't. I, I just you know I don't know. It just feels different right now. That word appro- yeah. that word approach really comes to mind. So I know we got to get to break and get Stewart in. Yeah, here. before we get a break, I want to comment on Quantrell here because this is going to be one of the rare times when people out there maybe can all unite and and compliment somebody. Uh, the ballpark facing the city, kudos to whoever designed that. That would be one guy named Ray Tanner uh, who was all over this uh, for years and years and years to get this thing designed. So thank you for saying that, Quantrell. I will take my time uh, to compliment South Carolina's AD and former head baseball coach, and I'll rest my case. <laughs> about that? When we return, Stuart Lake will join us right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go game Pops. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, a couple of painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing find them on facebook or call 803-522-6832 a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show are you sick and tired of your business computer guy yes he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests yeah same here i'm paying him good money i constantly have issues and i'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fees low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843 699 
1001 is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer, and you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about a potential backyard retreat for your home. And, of course, first hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss, Coldwell Bank of Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how you get in touch with Cindy. And joining us now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line is Coach Stuart Lake, former Gamecock baseball coach. Charleston Southern, right, Coach? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we all listened to him watching the game yesterday. You know, Coach, my, everybody's talking about hitting and hitting hitting. Of course, you know, the team looks great at, you know, while they're at the plate. But uh, what are your initial impressions of Eli and his first start? Well, I talked a lot. Um... Oh. Nope, oh, you cut yourself off. Yeah, we hey, lost him. His, his mic is muted. Oh, his mic's muted. Yeah, your mic's yeah. muted, Coach. Just unmute, Just unmute Coach. Down there at the bottom. There How about you go. Yeah. There you are. Yes, sir. You're in. You're we in. need to give you and Monty and Wingo a tutorial. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep trying to tell everyone, when you're dealing with baseball coaches and technology, let's go slow. But uh, <laughs> thank you all for, for having me. And uh, I wanted to jump in. Even before I answered a question, I was listening to you guys earlier, and you had had a caller say the handicap parking. Um, please pass on to them our number at the Gamecock Club, 803-777-4276. Never let that be an issue. We've got plenty of handicap parking. There's ways we can get you right by the stadium. I want as many people coming to games as possible. So if you pass that number on, they can ask for me or anyone's going to help them in the Gamecock Club. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Wait a second. If, so if we just get up there and call 803-777-4276, Stuart Lake might be my chaperone to the ball game? Well, we don't want to go too far with this, but there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance it might be, but I certainly will, will do all I can to help because sure. I know how important it is to get in the, get in the park, and I know how hard it can be at times. Yeah. Nice day today, too. 85 degrees, supposed to be in Columbia, yeah. South Carolina today. Contrary so good baseball to what weather. Xavier's got here in our uh, chat box. Morning from snowy Wenatchee, Win- Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Xavier's one of like four people from the Pacific Northwest that listen to the show every day. So a lot, a lot of Gamecocks out there in Seattle. So that area and stuff. So that's good. All right. So yeah, Eli, Eli, pretty good, pretty good stuff last night uh, from what we saw, coach. Yeah, and, and he's such a unique pitcher, too. I mean, you saw – I don't know if you guys know, but he's going to call his own game a lot. So, he was calling a lot of his own pitches last night. That's been something that Coach Parker's talked about and has allowed, you know, he and Coach Kingston for him to do. And to think about a freshman in his first start getting to call a lot of his own pitches, which he was yeah. doing 
pretty impressive. I, I really think he's a guy, he's just got that um, something about him. And the scrimmages when I watch, it's unorthodox, but that is what's made him so special. And he was probably the pitcher I wasn't sure would get here because of the draft. Yep. And it was because you just don't see college pitchers, much less high school pitchers that have three pitches that they can throw, and, and he does with his fastball, the curveball, and the changeup. Yeah. It, so, first of all, that is a really interesting – I had no idea that that was the case there with Jerzen with Beck because that's rare anymore, as you well know, Coach, yes. to let these dudes call their own game, which as a former catcher, it, I, I, I despise somebody telling me what to call. But I get it. I understand it. But he, the, So, the first pitch of the game last night was a breaking ball. Um just describe his breaking ball for us. Well, he has more of a – I realize after I use this example, a lot of people go, who is that? But you guys remember Kevin Brown. He yeah. throws some yes. such a unique arm angles. He changes it throughout. He'll be over the top. It'll go uh, high three quarters. That's what really makes him so – it creates different fastballs for him because the first breaking ball, there's no way as a hitter you're thinking you're going to see that from a freshman first pitch when you know – He's been up to 95 on the gun. So you're kind of gearing yourself up for that fastball. And here he comes out with a breaking ball first pitch. But it's that, you know, Brett Carey confidence is what I call it. And you guys remember how he could just throw strikes, it seemed, at will with whatever pitch we called. And Brett called a lot of his own games. You know, as Coach Mead would sometimes joke, I'm going to just let Brett roll. Well, I think that's what Eli's going to be is his as you learn more. And the great thing about Coach Parker is it shows a lot of confidence in him to allow that. So that that was a big deal. He told me that right before the game. So I was kind of aware of that, and I, I got him after the game. He said, yeah, maybe we got to send in a few more ideas because he seemed to really fall in love with a few pitches. But I just thought it was cool to watch him. And as I kept saying on TV last night, I think we're going to see him a lot on the weekends too, although the midweek starts will be important. It's too good of stuff to – to think he's not going to be involved, especially when you get in the SEC play. I think it's a great point. I mean, three good pitches. I, I don't know where – I mean, so if you go back to last weekend, clearly let's let's start backwards and, and move uh, for, to fr- – let's go from Sunday to Friday. I mean, Mahoney was special, especially not throwing in two years, Coach. He, he, he just – he looked hungry. He looked ready to go, and, and he certainly was – Noah Hall, couple couple things early he probably tried to kind of work through, and then he settled in, and he was really, really good. And then you're talking about Will Sanders, who if you wanted to, to be critical of any of the three starts, that's probably the start you're going to be the most critical of. However, you know, coming into the season, we talked to Coach King, and, and he said, I think that this is going to be a little bit of a slower start for Will because he didn't throw much in the fall. He was up in the zone a little bit, and he's going to need to get down, clearly. When you get an SEC play, this ball's going to get hit. But as of now, you, you do feel comfortable about the three starters you've got. So if you think that Jerzenbeck's going to get in on the weekend, in which role do you think you'll see him there? Well, I say that, and obviously they won't let me in the meetings. I try to sneak in them sometimes. <laughs> I just see him being that guy that if you can set it up, especially when you only have one midweek game, and a lot of their weeks that's what it'll be. I could just see him being that first guy of the bullpen that could extend some. I just know the weekends, especially when you get into conference play, 
we can all sit here and talk all we want. We all know in SEC play, you got to win at least 14 games. If you're going to have a chance for postseason, you got to get that 14. You're, when you get 15, it kind of proves you're in the regionals. Yeah. You're not going to have that guy over there long tossing on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday when those games are going on and he's got a chance to be in the bullpen. That's my opinion. And, you know, maybe it'll shake out that way. But, and another reason is you got so many other great arms that can jump into that midweek role. I mean, Eli Jones came in and looked like a guy that could easily have started that game. He even got up to 60 pitches, I believe, in, in that. And you got more guys. I mean, there's guys that just haven't even pitched yet that I think are going to be a big part of it. So I just think they have so many more options. I said that to Coach Parker before game one. I'm just happy for him because yeah. I know how it feels as a coach when I've been there. When you're looking at that lineup sheet going, how are we going to get nine innings? You know, how are we <laughs> going to get 27 innings this weekend? And to now see all the options that they have, it's cool to get to see him get big because I think he's a really good pitching coach. Stuart Lake, one of the – Great baseball minds that the Palmetto State is is lucky to have here. Um, okay, so the the flavor of the week right now is offense. Um, I mean they're 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 dinging it, uh, and uh, it is it's 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 really impressive. Clearly, they're leading the country in a ton of power categories. Um, we had a we had a gentleman earlier, and I'm not picking on this guy at all. It's it's actually it's actually a, a good comment based on years past. Uh, with what we've seen out of Gamecock baseball, you go back to the 21 season, they had arms, but, you know, coach um, at times struggled to to swing it well in crunch time. You know, you felt at times like you were missing maybe maybe an approach. Your, your quality at bats weren't always there. I'm not sure why. Last year certainly had some of that. Th- this year thus far, it, it certainly looked different. And And the comment we had earlier here was, I'm worried about a lot of the runs coming from home runs. We've seen that before, and it's not sustainable. Well, we know it's not sustainable to hit five home runs a game all season. That would be a record. They'd hit about 300 of them if they did that. Um, But what have you seen offensively that maybe offsets a comment like that? Because they do have 19 balls that have left the yard. However, it seems like overall their approach this year is, is, is pretty good. It's been, I think it's been very good. And I noticed too, you know, the win was, kind of howling out the right center on uh, Friday as the series started and the season started. And you could see that approach to let's drive it to right center. They knew early on they wouldn't see power arms. We all knew that looking at the teams you're going to face. You didn't know if they may roll out a guy 92, 93, which is normal, as you guys were talking earlier. I mean, I said on TV last night, think if 10 years ago you said midweek game and both starters are going to be 95 to 96 in a college game. I mean, that's <laughs> – that was unheard of. And now yeah. it's flashing on that board regularly. But you knew going into these games with the UMass Oil, and you didn't really know what Winthrop had because they've had so many changes. And Queens today, you're not really sure of their arms. But you knew it wasn't going to be an SEC-type staff. So we've got to use the middle of the field. We've got to really make those guys. I've come in here in different uniforms. I always say that. I've sat in the Gamecock dugout twice in my career, but – I've come in in an old Miss uniform, Citadel College of Charleston, NCSU, and what you know coming to play South Carolina is they're going to drive the ball. They've always been known to hit the ball very hard. So what that does to you, and I think these numbers indicate it, you start to try to be too fine. And when I look at my notes getting ready for the night's game, 29 walks and 14 hit-by-pitches 
that that's that's setting your offense up for success. Now you've been I don't you can't hit 19 home runs on purpose. Right. I mean you couldn't go out and me and you set up a machine. It's too hard to do it with the game of baseball. But what I've seen is they've got the guys on, and I've said this numerous times on air too, because this year this team has some speed. These guys are are holding runners at second. They're having to throw over the first. And if you can take just 10%, 25%, whatever percent of distraction away from that guy on you, you're going to get better pitches at the plate. And I've seen – I've noticed that we haven't done in the past we're putting guys in motion a lot. I love seeing that 2-2 runner taking off because it makes the catcher want to come out a little bit. It might – you know, it just does things. You hit a ground ball instead of a double play, you got to throw across the field. I've seen a lot of positive things so far with this offense for sure. Coach, can you talk a little about Carson Hornig? Uh, you know, uh, talking to John Whittle in the preseason, uh, who's my go-to baseball guy. Yeah. He, uh, he he was pretty high on him, uh, but it seems like he's a uh, you know up there toward the top of the order. He, he's kind of a, a table setter. He, he he's a uh, he, he kind of is the straw that stirred the drink so far. Um, talk about him a little bit, and also how did you guys go? Or, or I don't I, forgive me, I don't remember if you were on uh, recruiting then or not. But a kid from Kansas. Yeah. Uh, how does South Carolina go find a kid uh, from Overland Park, Kansas, uh, which, by the way, used to be where the NCAA was headquartered once yeah. upon a time, uh, uh, and get him to South Carolina? I thought that was a pretty nice piece of recruiting uh, by the Gamecocks. Yeah, he was actually, as I was still coaching here, a kid. If I think back in my memory correct, I believe he had committed to Missouri. And oh. as things kind of went going, I want to double check on that. But that school took the offer off the table, Coach Couch at the time was the recruiting coordinator, had seen him, and we just immediately jumped in, sight unseen for uh, for him to even come here. He committed before getting on campus. Wow. Just because he wanted to play in the SEC. Obviously, with a Jonah Bride and, and different guys from Kansas, and, and we always talk about Braylon Wimmer, you know, that part of the country. But what recruiting has changed is the country is so small to these kids now. They all play travel baseball. They're all coming to – Atlanta or Florida for perfect game events. So it doesn't seem as far for a guy to travel anymore. It really was kind of unheard of to get high school kids outside of maybe five hours of your campus just 10 years ago. Now kids have no problem coming. They probably maybe even played a tournament here, but he was a guy that had just really, you get lucky. Sometimes you knew he was talented. You knew he was a good player. But what I see him bring into this lineup is, He's very old school in the sense that he can hit a home run for you or he can draw a walk. He's he's still coming back from the hamstring. He had a really, really bad hamstring injury in the fall that limited him a lot. I'm telling you, as soon as he gets healthy, he's going to be a guy that if he can continue to get on base, he's going to be a real base runner and base wow. stealer in this <laughs> in this offense. So you, you're telling me you're go, he's going to add that? Oh, wow, that's uh, – <laughs> Well, that's, that's going to be a ball. That's a ball player right yeah. there. And yeah, and ahead, continue to see him get stronger. I mean, he's he's yeah. not that little slap type leadoff hitter that you know he's sometimes yeah. he's the guy that can drive the ball. Well, and he's I I think one of the numbers that I was looking at this morning that stood out the most to me um, when it came to to individuals on this team, coach, was he he has seven walks and an HBP. And he's got a goose egg in the strikeout column. So he's plus eight there. 
through four yeah. games. That's outstanding for a leadoff hitter. No, there's no doubt. I mean, if you can keep, you know, you you want to try to keep it even if you can ever stay on the plus of walks and hit by pitches compared to strikeouts, which they're going to even back out. We know that. As you get into league play and, and you play different type teams, we know that those walks and strikeouts are going to come back in. But here's the way I've always looked at it offensively. <laughs> Store up all you can. You mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting at home last night and I'm looking at poor Chris Lamontis in a press conference, game four, mind you, of the season, national championship two years ago. Chris's last line in a press conference is, I'm sorry the way we played and I apologize to our fans. This is how hard this game can be on you. I mean, he's walking out of the press conference, just lost to Louisiana Monroe, I believe, by seven or eight runs. So, I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if you're in or squad. And when you can have success, you take it, you build your confidence, and you put these numbers. I mean, I've kind of prepared my notes for today's game, and I'm looking. So you're leading the SEC in slugging percentage with 834. You're leading it in batting average home runs, on base runs, hits, RBIs, and walks. Don't complain. Enjoy (laughs) it. And, And what these numbers do is when you do hit conference play, it allows you to keep looking at your stat sheet and feel good about yourself so this i've said it before you couldn't have scripted a better start for this offense or defense the way they play defense yeah that's what i was gonna you know kind of follow up with that coach is that you know what does this do to that team later in the season i know you just addressed it but it was like because we know obviously there's going to be regression to the mean as we've been reminded i would think when you're talking about the number of runs scored in a game but yeah the the impact of that when you are deep into the conference season uh, is it you know? Is it something they really will look back on and be like, "Listen, we can pull this together." And and you know, kind of off of that, this team looks just like they're all in. I mean, they are they're cheering for each other. I mean, I know things are going well, but that also has got to bode well for later in the season when they're when they are going to face a bit more adversity. Well, absolutely. I made a joke even last night. Think about this weather. We've kind of already joked about it. <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of things to lead to these kind of starts. Typically, we're all in layers hoping the game's over soon. And last night we got the window open and complaining it's kind of stuffy in the press box. So (laughs) that leads to a lot of your success too. And, but it does, it just, I'm reminded of, of years ago, I'm a coaching at Ole Miss and I had a name of a guy and y'all may or may not remember him, but he played for 12 years in a big league, Seth Smith. And it was his junior year. And that junior year is your draft year. And he started out terribly. He was hitting under 200 about eight or 10 games like this into the year. I didn't know what else to say. And I went to Coach Bianco, and he said, call Ray Tanner. He seems like he's got all the answers. And we <laughs> called Coach Tanner, and he told me, he goes, i tell you what I would do. I would just tell my guy that's putting the stats on the board to start over today. Let's just eliminate – I think it had gotten up to maybe even 11 or 12 games. And we were a good team. This was a team at Ole Miss where seven guys ended up making it to the big league. So this was a Chris Coglin, Alex Presley type team. So I go to our SID and he goes, I can start over on the board and I have to keep his numbers. But we did a whole new stat sheet for him. And that particular game, he goes two for three. So the next game, it flashes on the board. He's hitting 667. That game, he goes, and my bottom line is he goes on to be a first round draft pick and plays for 12 years in the big leagues. And he called me many a times through his career and said, hey, you're not believe what I just did with so-and-so. I just told the guy, started stats over. You know, 120 at-bats into the year, started over. 
I tell you that story because I don't care how much as a coach we use the term quality at bats and how many times we do it. Those dudes know their batting average. <laughs> they know these numbers. And when you can go in a little funk, maybe against Tennessee and you go 0 for 7, but you're still hitting 320 instead of hitting 230, this is when all these numbers mean stuff because you're just building them for when it does come winter. I kind of used to say, let's let's store as much as we can because we know we're going to run into a weekend where somebody's pitching in the SEC is going to be a buzzsaw and you won't be able to do anything. You'll walk out of there with – you might walk out of there with single-digit hits in a weekend because that's the SEC. So these numbers will be crucial at that point. Oh, uh, man. Somewhere Kent Reichert's going, damn it. You know, as soon as somebody starts struggling, they're going to be knocking on my door going, can you clear my stat sheet off? <laughs> no question. We did. We did it, and I've done it later in my career at times, too, because, boy, there ain't nothing bigger stat sheet than that scoreboard. So, yeah. You know, we always just – I'd always joke with SIDs, hey, we're not in court. If somebody realizes we're putting false numbers out there, just say I'm sorry and move on. We're not in court. Yeah, the part this. <laughs> Better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Yeah. Buck seventy five yesterday? No, He's no. Been hitting three twenty all year. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, by the way, I we this kind of came up last week, coach. It, it's totally off topic, but um, how, how much fun is the outfield at Ole Miss? It's fun, and it, it, I don't know if y'all have watched how much they're now doing more. Have, yeah. have you guys ever been to Oxford to the baseball? Oh, yeah. Well, no, they, I have you not. Can, no. Well, you can imagine, JC, they're now about to do $20 million more to the exterior around the stadium. They're going to go oh, in. They're adding a band practice field behind center field, so they're going to put in a huge um, hitter's drop, but they're going to create pregame – tailgating options for the students. It's nuts. I had never – and I grew up here. I grew up Gamecock baseball. I knew Sarge Fry. I knew how we had fun at games. And when I first got to Oxford and saw – it's just different. They have the the way it's set up for them. That right field is all college kids. They, they just – if they use as much discretion as they can, they let them, <laughs> they let them have fun. They're not <laughs> walking around checking IDs out there and – they're bringing in it. The old days, they're bringing in couches, and they're bringing it's it's phenomenal. And um, Dan McDonald and I were there together. Yeah. So what me and Dan would do back then, it was kind of all growing as our teams. We would take media guides out there. We'd write notes of our own on players that we knew. They would have signs. We played a regional one year, and we played Oklahoma. And if you guys know where I'm going with this, Sonny Galloway's daughter yeah. was a model. We'll call her. So our students found out about it and made a huge, huge, probably 10 to 15 foot poster. And we keep holding it up in right field, yelling at him of her <laughs> picture. And it was, we ended up beating them in a regional 20 to five. And he was just emotionally a wreck. And That's not that Dan and I had anything to do with that, of course. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> It was fun. I mean, they would come in. They were there for BP. Uh, I don't know if you've ever known, they throw the ball into the right fielder. So they keep the ball that the outfielders throw for the visiting teams too. So when the right fielder runs out for visiting team, they throw the ball in. He throws with the center fielder, whoever. He turns around, throws it back. Well, the next time he gets the ball, they've written a note on it. 
And it just, it really, and that, it turns out I would, the first time I figured out what they were doing, an opposing right fielder told me after a game, he showed me the ball. And I said, what are you doing with that? He goes, I'm taking that home. He goes, this is the coolest thing I've ever had because they're writing notes on it. It's kind of something that he took home as he told me, I'm putting this thing on my trophy case. This reminds me of being here. <laughs> two, of the, two of the best atmospheres college baseball. baseball. Mississippi, Mississippi State, both are outstanding uh, yeah. baseball well, the whole, I mean, the whole SEC is – there's something unique. It is. Almost mm-hmm. everywhere you go. I'd say Arkansas is really Missouri, good. Missouri looks boring, but – um, Baton Rouge, Missouri Stadium is yeah. not that big. I've become into their campus before. I mean, even Georgia, is solid. like the the frat houses up there, coach down the right yeah. field line yeah. at Georgia. Oh man, the 08 season over there. I think it was 08. I thought I thought Harley Lale was going to crawl into the trash can in the dugout and never come out yeah. of it. It's, I mean, they knew everything. Oh yeah, what they do, and I try to always warn players they will somehow find players' phone numbers or emails, and they reach out to their parents. This is a Georgia tradition, and tell them they're with the Bulldog Gazette, and they're wanting to run a story on – and they only do it with the outfielders. We want to run a story on your son. It's just his – and they'll get the parents to tell them stories and girlfriends' names. and Wow. And, and then the whole weekend, it is just – Personal as it can be, but that's how. So, I try to warn parents in advance of going to Georgia that hey, sports information is not calling asking you his high school sweetheart's name. Do not no. answer the email no. or the phone call, but that's what Georgia's always done. <laughs> oh, god, that is too funny. That's I, I great. Know, great stories. We've kept you a little long here. I, I do want to ask you quickly about Wingo. I mean, obviously, he's he's been coaching now for a few years, and I think it was last week we were talking to him, coach. Um, and I, I mentioned to Scotty, I said, dude, you're the luckiest young coach in the country. Like, you've got Ray Tanner down, down the street, you've got Stuart Lake down the street, you got Monty in the building, you got Coach King in the building. You've got, you know, all these guys around you. You have Kingston's the head coach now, but you've got former head coaches in your building that know this state inside and out. Like, you can't you can't draw up a better script to learn from. So, I just want to get your thoughts on how he's kind of come along as a, as a young coach. And, um, you know, does he ever reach out? Do you, do you ever give him any pointers? What, what's it been like? Well, before we start – was I better on the computer than him, or was he struggling? Oh, yeah. To- okay. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he couldn't see Wingo for a third of the year. He didn't even Wingo. say bye. It just it cut out. He just froze all of a sudden, and that was the end of his interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, I've, I've been – I've enjoyed Monty back. Um, I got to know Coach Parker a lot in the last two years, but Monty and I eat breakfast a lot since he's been back here. Coach Wingo and I – Anytime we can go eat lunch or I see him, I try to get to the ballpark early to just – he brings energy, always did. You know, and I still am mad at him because Coach Becklin and I, our story is we thought he had verbally committed to us at the Citadel. Now, Coach Tanner's version of that is he was leaning towards the Citadel. I'm going to make a small offer, but I knew you guys were going to get him. So, I always tell him he was supposed to be a Citadel Bulldog. Turned out pretty good to be a Gamecock. So I don't get too mad at him for doing that. But he brings, and and I hope is what I brought when I'm coaching, if I ever get to coach again, he's a guy that you just want to get to the park to see. 
He just brings energy. When I walk in the gate today, I'm looking for certain people. If I run into other people, I make time for them and I enjoy <laughs> it. But I'm telling you, you walk in that ballpark, he's one of those guys that you see him and you're kind of trying to get to him because you know he's going to be in a good mood. To me, as a guy that grew up a Gamecock, you know he's a Gamecock. And you know he's going to better share a story with you. Or if I say a name or something, he's going to know who it is. So we have fun doing that. And and then he he did last year a lot. That was his first year coaching third. And he he asked me a lot. What do I need to do? I tried to tell him stuff I'd learned from Coach Tolman and, you know, Coach Tanner in my early years. And then I'd coach third for 20 years. I said, dude, you just got to do it. You got to figure out, get out there and watch the outfielder's arms. Watch how guys move around in BP and then go with your gut. That's how you played. And I think he's done a great job doing that. And it's been really easy the first four games. I told him last night, you're going to throw your back out if you keep doing that low five on all these home runs. But uh, I love him. And he's just, to me, this program, he's just one of those guys that you're just glad it's a part of it. Uh, he's he's the poster child for Gamecock baseball. Um, Blue collar kid and just did it the right way. Did you did you teach him the Toman kick the dirt on the home plate thing after you get thrown out of the ball game trick, or have you not passed that part down? No, he, that's in his repertoire. He just hasn't okay. been able to use that one yet. But that I showed him the YouTube version of it. How to, you know, clap, throw the hat, the whole deal. We still got that on video. That's in the coach's training uh, seminar. That, we did. God, that was one of the funniest Storm. nights. That was JC. That was the game. That Mike Morgan lost his voice calling it. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan told that story here uh, yesterday. Well, if last I week, can on that story, him. I was at Ole Miss, yeah. and we're playing, and uh, Chris Coglin was on the team, then, and he had heard all my Jim Tolman stories. He was already out of the game. We're beating somebody like St. Louis or somebody bad. He runs out to the dugout, yells at me, and goes, "You got to come see your boy." So the inning ends, I run off, we run inside, and it's as it's happening, and I, I still pick on Tolman because Coglin said that jacket and hat looked like they'd been in the trunk of a car for about <laughs> six months. I mean, he looked so – and we're watching it live, and, and I'm standing there with Chris Coglin and, and, and Zach Cozart, and they're going, is this real? I mean, is this really him? And I'm like, that's Coach Tolman personified right there. That's him. <laughs> And, and the umpire that he was giving it to, I was so happy because that guy had already got me too. So I was happy to see him. <laughs> he's special. He is. He is special. So, yeah, he's – we know knows all the tricks when needed. Well, we'll look for some of the, some of the, uh, the repeat version of these stories on the air tonight. I, I, I'm going to say this on behalf – and throughout the season, I'm going to say this on behalf of a lot of people because I've – uh, seen this a lot uh, over the last couple of years, and and now that the season's kicked back into gear here, uh, we've been seeing it throughout the last couple of days. You're really good at it. Uh, I know you were a great baseball coach, uh, and I know you probably still want to be again one day. And you, if you want to be, you probably will be. But it is really, really fun to listen to you in the booth because um, for for so many reasons. But the reason I enjoy the most is because I'm always learning. So I think like I know b baseball pretty well. But I'm always learning something listening to Coach Lake up there, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'd love to be back on with you all again. And as I get these opportunities on the radio and TV, I, I enjoy them too. Nothing like being a Gamecock baseball game and to sit up there in that seat and get to enjoy it and share it with others is special to me. 
Well, I'll look for you on Friday when we get up there, and we appreciate your time today, Coach. Absolutely. Thank you all. Have a good day. There you go. Thank you, Coach. Stuart Lake, uh, one of the great baseball coaches ever in the state of South Carolina. I've extended us really long here. Do you all want to take I three I feel even better time? now after after that. I felt great listening to it last night. I feel even better now after that conversation, man. What a – what a tremendous – I've known who Stuart Lake is for a while. I just I, – I guess I've just never taken the time to listen to him on the air or whatnot. And I don't know baseball like you guys do. So, uh, I, I learned something as well. For He's sure. Really, really, really good. Everybody's out there. Uh, J.C. Sherbert just said he didn't know everything. Do, My God. Do you want to <laughs> – Phil, yeah. do you want to just take three breaks an hour or two, or what do you want to do here? Because if ah, yeah, that because if we do that, we're we're back on for like a minute and a half or something. So yeah, yeah we'll just we'll squeeze three into the second hour. Yeah, that, and I apologize for that. I, I kind of it's rare. Oh no! Listen, we like could that, so, yeah. talk to Coach Lake for <laughs> the rest of the show yeah. and not run a break. Like a, Everybody like would have been okay. Side, it's like a fireside <laughs> chat about right. Gamecock baseball. I mean, it's like hello, loved it. Yeah, no, what a great, what a great uh, interview, and certainly um, Jamie Bradford will be live at Founders Park on Friday for the for the University of Pennsylvania oh, Chiefs uh, series, and uh, we'll uh, we'll probably hear from Stewart again. I'm pretty sure. Uh, some no- news from around the SEC: two Florida assistants have left, and uh, I think they lost their defensive coordinator the other day. They've hired, uh, and this is a good hire by Billy Napier, Austin Armstrong who was the defensive coordinator at Southern Miss, used to be with Billy at Lafayette. Uh, recently, I mean, I guess he got a cup of coffee as the linebackers coach at Alabama. Well, Coach Tony left to go to the pros, and now he's the D.C. at Florida. Uh, I'll say this just from watching his career, uh, Florida's defense, which has not been good. Uh, I know it was good against Carolina, but not against anybody else. Uh, had been good for a while. Uh, I, I think in time that will be a pretty good hire, and the Gators will, you know, I don't know if the Gators will get back or not, but I think they'll at least be improved. Shoot, I think I think the Gators will at least be better on defense, right? I can't get any worse. Why? Why did they leave? Do you know? Just for other jobs? Or Tony left for the uh, position in the NFL. I think it was with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and then their tight ends coach just left today. Uh, I don't <laughs> know what. Out. Yeah, I don't know what he's like pursuing other opportunities, which usually means hey, GTFO. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, as much turnover as South Carolina had at tight end, mainly because of the age of players and and and, and Stogner wanting to go back and Bell leaving and stuff like that, Florida had some like massive issues at that spot. Like guys just bolting, you know, good players too, good recruits. Well, we got one. Hell yeah, yeah. El- Elksness. Yeah, Elksness. But uh, the guy, the guy that they they hired as a tight end coach wasn't really a well known guy, so. Uh, I don't know who will end up getting that job, um, but uh, you know, since Napier's the head coach, there's probably some somebody we may be familiar with. Who knows? But sure, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 Napier has a lot of ties around here. But that, I wanted to pass that note along. That um, and then and there's a linebackers coaching job open at Alabama. That's they'll be so, fine. Will Muschamp. Yeah. They just signed yeah. 36 five star football players at. And I think nine of them are linebackers. They'll be all right. Yeah. All right. They're, they're going to let, right. uh, yeah. they're going to, they're right. going to Eli Jerzenbeck their linebackers. Y'all pretty much just do what you want. And uh, the rest of us will just kind of, we'll just kind of do our thing over here. Yeah. I, somebody in the chat box asking, well, how does a true, a freshman get the calls on pitches? It's just, that's just Eli 
Jersey back. If well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how. It's very simple. If you've earned the trust of your coaches, that's it. And you only earn the trust of your coaches if you're really freaking good. That's it. That's all it comes down to. I mean, good physically and mentally. Like you, you understand pitch selection and things like that, and that's it. There's no other way. You know, you're not paying them off. <laughs> it's no. not the contract. That so, was interesting. Right. I, I really did notice I didn't that Coach Lake brought it up. The first pitch he threw was not a fastball. <laughs> no, breaking ball. Like, yeah, that breaking ball yeah. right out of the gate. I'm like, okay, all right, let's go. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting like to see 95 right down the middle, and it's no. like, Whoa. yeah. Well, and it wasn't like a get me over breaking <laughs> ball either. I mean, it was a, no. it was a, a good, and it was. I wouldn't call it a slider. I mean, it was just a good sharp late breaking ball that he threw for a strike with ease. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. He's got a chance when his body fills out, guys, the right way. You're looking, he's mid 90s now. Mm. Think about this team in a regional or super regional setup, too. And and then when you get to Omaha, it's a four team tournament to get to the finals, too. Well, think about the depth of, I mean, a guy like that, you know, when your first three starters are down and you get, you got to get a game, he's the one that can go out there and just, and the other team doesn't know kind of what hit him, you know. Um, well, to back up legendaries, to back up John Whittle's claim before the season, I a hundred percent agree with him uh, in the fact that this should be a postseason team based on pitching alone, and you've got a chance to get to Omaha if you keep those arms healthy. They they are that good. Like the, those arms, those are the that's the type of staff that gets to Omaha. Doesn't always work out that way, but Whittle said that, and some people jumped on him for a while. John is dead on. He's seen good pitching for a long time. Hell, he's seen all these guys throw before they even got to Carolina. He covers it. Um, Whittle was dead on the money with that. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's early, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, you're right, JC. Brian says in the chat box, I mean this with all due respect, but Coach Lake looks like Louis C.K. with Ray Louis Tanner's C. voice. Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> with, with Ray Tanner's voice. We'll, we'll pass that along. Yeah, let's hope we don't get Coach yeah, get cut crazy. Yeah. Well, I, you know that somebody said that he sounded like Coach Tanner. If you ever get a a twenty thirty minute conversation with Coach Tanner like that too to talk baseball, and hopefully one day we will soon. Oh man, he's funny. He's got more <laughs> stories than you could dream of. They're so funny. Um, but soon he's got other things on his plate right now. So we'll, we'll let him be an AD. Yeah. For now, yeah. <laughs> Or I can call Christy. We'll clear his plate. We'll get him in tomorrow. Yeah, that's like, come on, yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? I still don't know the Queen's mascot. I will find <laughs> Hour one in the books. Inside the game, Cox. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms. Live from the Sinorama Studios. Be right back. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. 
We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Top Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. In the soul. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show, hour number two. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662. is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team down there. Talk about how to get some more sunshine into your life this summer. And, of course, it was great to have Coach Lake on ahead of him calling, well, color. He's doing color. He's not really calling the game, is he? He's in the booth, but, yeah, anyway. He's calling um, the game. Does he call him again? Okay, okay. Um, He's the color analyst. Yeah, color analyst. Yeah, they both get to call it. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, ahead of uh, what? The matchup with the Queens College uh, Royals. I like Corgis better. Uh, uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael said the, 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 Queens, the Queens mascots, the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's uh, not Queens. You got to get your burrows right. Yeah, <laughs> Brooklyn's get, that way. Queens is kind of over that way, but you know, got to get the queen right. This is Queen and Charlotte. I'm going to Queens to find yeah, me a right, queen. Yeah. <laughs> Not monarchs. Yeah, old Dominion's the monarchs. Mm-hmm. The Royals. Well, you know, they got a, they got a mascot, yeah. pro mascot up there at Queens College. That'd be something Spurrier would say like, going into this game. Like, well, shoot, say something, coach. You're worried about Queens and all. Well, they got a professional mascot. The Royals, like the Kansas City Royals, so cheap. Go play the Royals. Hey, speaking of, go ahead. No, I don't know. I I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of schedules, I, 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 uh, one of Coach Lake's former stops, Charleston Southern, whom I have a lot of respect for. Um, always, always had a lot of respect for CSU baseball, and and Jeff Barber is the AD there, and. Coach Barber, a long time used to be at South Carolina, director of uh, of the Gamecock Club. With that said, <clears throat> not sure, Coach Mack. I will see how it all works out, but I'm not sure Coach Mack was given the Bucks a whole lot of a chance to really get rolling before they get into conference play this year. They open the season at Florida. <laughs> 
They got Marshall coming up this weekend in in uh, North Charleston. Then they go to Tennessee. Then they've got Air Force in Michigan State. Then they go to Georgia. Then they've got, then they got Kansas. Um, hey guys, I hear you, but uh, maybe I want to sneak in a couple wins before conference play gets here. <laughs> we take all comers from CSU. You know, yeah, the mic- <laughs> really. I mean, it's not like football. They're not getting a million dollars a series, are they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I mean, they've got they've got seven games against SEC programs and. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a tough gig. Tennessee, I mentioned this yesterday. Um, I think his name's Maui Ohuna. He's the shortstop who transferred to Tennessee. He's a big time prospect from Kansas. Well, he might not be eligible, and this could open the door even more to investigate the Vols baseball program as to how he got there. Um, and what exactly they did to make sure he could get there because he's not eligible now, and they haven't put him on the field yet. But I find well, it for me, JB, it's a guy named Maui Ohuna who claims to be from Kansas is probably one of the uh, red flags. I who said he's from Kansas, but he was actually from New York. I mean, Kansas. the land of Oz. You know, yeah. I don't. I, I. I. I generally do not like saying things about coaches and things like that that I don't know and don't know to be true. I do not know Tony Vitello. I don't like personal attacks on people when you don't know somebody. I think it's classless. Anybody that does that publicly, I. It's. A, it makes me sick to my stomach. With that said, I, I know a few coaches who know Tony Vitello, and they they probably somewhere deep down are going, "Hell yeah, hammer their ass," uh, because they don't. I don't care for him a whole lot. You know, I, I think players do. Players like playing for him, but he's just one of those guys. He, you know, he, if you play for him, I guess you like him. If you play against him, you, you don't. He's very – His acquired taste. His emotion oh, yes. is – it's very, like, 21st – 22nd century baseball, if you ask me. You know, I'm, I'm used to the Stuart Lakes of the world. We handle a lot of stuff with class. Coach Tanner, the way he used to do things. This cat – is a, I don't know, he's kind of an animal in the dugout. I'm not a big fan. They, uh, I'm interested to see like how this ties in with their NIL collective up there too, Spire Sports or Surprise Sports and the Volunteer Club. I mean, you know, they were kind of ahead of the game on that, and certainly in college baseball, that it, it, it's because it, 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 we deal with it, you know, with Carolina Rise. Um, a yeah. lot of players have deals with, with us, but uh, you know, we have probably, uh, almost as many individual baseball players, the, the, the football players. But the thing is, these guys in baseball, they're kind of just looking for, uh, you know, to, to have a full scholarship or to pay book money or something because they, they're not – it's 11.7 scholarships and the money has to be – and you're playing money ball in college baseball anyway. So I'm kind of curious to see how NIL played a factor um, and, uh, you know, in terms of, of getting him there, if it did at all, if it did at all. Because I know that Tennessee's been very – their collective has been very aggressive. And front and center, I mean, when all this stuff started, they're the ones that were out there. They were doing interviews with people. They're flying around in a private jet, meeting with recruits <laughs> uh, with their orange blazers on, you know. And I'm like, I'll never do that. You know, could you see me doing something like that? No. No. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, fly, I'm flying around a big, big no Gamecock private jet with uh, – 
with the the, the garnet suit on, you know. That's right. Yeah, with, like Lance Thompson. <laughs> going to go to meet recruits. Yeah, like Lance. Thompson. I, <laughs> yeah. I really dress a lot like Lance Thompson. Yeah, he's sharp dressed. Dandy. Dude. To open the Muschamp area, he walked out in the garnet suit. Dude, Lance, oh, man, nice. that, that dude. Uh, yeah, he had a he had wow, a lot of this is cool, Bobby. Yeah, Popping I saw on from yeah. the labor room waiting on baby Gamecock number five to hurry up and get here. Man, first of all, thanks for thinking of us. Right. Uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> five, and that is like, well, well here we go again. I'm, yeah. I'm sure your wife is thrilled. No, I'm just kidding. The I, show. Congratulations. Uh, that is awesome. Baby five, yep. God bless you and your wife. That's just going to be, I don't know how you do that. I, I The night that my twins were born, guys, we beat Clemson in baseball and I was watching the game while we were, if they would literally come in and be like, it's time to push again. I'm like, okay. Uh, just one second. Can, can we do it? <laughs> He's got two strikes on him. Can we? That's no? right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Honey, I'll get the left leg. <laughs> you know, so, um, so I, I, I've kind of done something similar myself. So I, I have a lot of respect for Bobby. Congratulations. And yeah. is it a boy or a girl, Bobby? Is it a boy or a girl? And how many boys or girls do you have? Would be my yeah, Bobby. I, I see a, his pictures in his. It's it's hard. It's a little avatar, but he's got a beautiful family. I I, I kind of zeroed in on it. Boy, um, boy he's having a boy. So, boy. Uh, but got a beautiful family there, Bobby. Congratulations, God bless you, God. You know, hope it's a you know everything goes great, and uh, you welcome another son in the world. Three girls, two boys. You got a full deck. Oh full, man, that's yeah. a flush right there. Yeah. Well, he's, he's so, got a got a basketball team. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Hey, but we're, we're, I'm always happy uh, for you know. Congratulations! I, I tell people all the time when people share stuff like that, it kind of makes my job. It, it gives me a lot of gratitude and you know, gratif- self gratification and all that because you know, people it means something what we do. You know, it means something. Yeah. That's, well, that's, I think that's fantastic. Good. Hey, and in that in that same vein, you know, let's see. Hold on, let's pull up 76 because he's not going to be in the chat box for too much longer. Apparently, oh no, I missed that. I know. He's like, I know. JC, Phil, JB could care less. Not really, man. We really hate this. Schedule is changing up in a big way at the beginning of April. Probably won't be able to get these shows in nearly as often. I'll miss y'all, though. 76 will miss you, too. Hope everything's working out well your end on the family end as well. When when is that in? April? Oh, you got plenty of time. So we got plenty of time. Yeah, we'll see if we can't cram in some good stuff for you here, y'all. This is turning turning into maternity hump day. I love it. Craig said his son was delivered 30 minutes after uh, they we kicked the game-winning field goal to eat Ohio State. I think you meant beat, but we can eat them too. Yeah, we 31 to 28 <laughs> down there in Tampa. That was Daniel Weaver with the ball flying over the uh, the goal the goalpost. It was New Year's Day and snowing magical. I was at that game, and I, I was at the game. Yeah, and, I, I was uh, at both out by bowls. We, we ate, the we ate Ohio State that day. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember walking into the game and. The Ohio State fans showed up for that one a little bit more feisty because they were mad about the previous year, and it was the first year of the Trussell era. And I remember, uh, you know, you know, like fan bases from that aren't familiar a whole lot with each other that they'll they'll, they'll kind of talk a little smack, and it comes off awkward. Yeah, one of them had like SC Cox suck on the back of their car <laughs> uh, going in. And they they weren't that loud after the uh, after the first quarter. It was tough. and I remember because we had that year we, Carolina was supposed to go to the, the Citrus Bowl. Thanks Tennessee for losing to Nick Saban and LSU. I'll never forgive Tennessee for that. Uh, 
and they're supposed to go to the Citrus Bowl to play Michigan, which would have been a huge deal for the program at the time. Uh, Lou Holtz, his third year, all that. So we had made reservations in Orlando, you know, doing Disney the whole nine yards. This is my ex-wife uh, before, right before we got married. And it was a great trip, you know, dream trip. So then we go to Tampa. So we drive over for the game that morning. And uh, she had a massive headache, right? And so we were – it got to be 28 nothing, and we were about to just dip, you know, and get get on back to Disney and, and all that just because her sitting in the sun wasn't all that good. Well, then they scored. And then we saw the Ohio State people because the, the colors sort of blend in in that stadium because it's a red stadium and you got garnet and black and you got the scarlet and gray, and they don't really wear the gray, you know. Uh, and then their band starts playing. And they start playing the fight song. And they score, then they score again. And then they get louder. And then they keep playing the band, keeps playing the fight song over and over. It's, it's like just the timpanis now. Boom, 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 boom. It's like boom, 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 boom. And then they come back and tie the game. And you find out at that moment, you know, after about seven quarters, you're just wiping the floor with these guys' butts. You find out what Ohio State football is all about and what their fan support's all about. Because you hadn't heard peep from them through six quarters of football in Tampa over two years, right? Because that was back, that was, that was another massive crowd because Carolina and them both. So you start finding that out. And they finally tie the game. And so nobody's leaving. And of course, the ex wife's miserable, but she's kind of perking up too. And then, then uh, all of a sudden, you know, things kind of turned the Gamecocks way. I think somebody had an, maybe Sheldon Brown had an interception or something. Uh, lined it up, and Daniel Weaver from North Myrtle Beach High School lined up. And I thought about when Daniel Weaver was kicking that field goal. In Lou Holtz's book, he says, I thought about my dad, and I thought about growing up in East Liverpool, Ohio, listening to the Buckeyes, and I thought about 25 years of Buckeye football, and I watched the ball go up and up and down, and then we kicked the field and went through, and we had beaten Ohio State for the second straight year. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so, that was All my right. uh, Outback Bowl Part Two story. We got back. And, uh, <laughs> That's our how headache, story ended, huh? Her headache, her headache cleared up. And uh, that night, I remember we went to Epcot, and I guess it was bitterly cold watching the fireworks. But it was it was a nice day that day. So. That's, this is my uh, LT. Hmm. hmm. That brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> I just kept thinking about Forrest Gump. It's a lovely story, and you tell it so well. <laughs> All right, so we got three breaks this hour. Let's get one. Yeah, in we, we, we need to right hit back. one. Yeah, let's see. We'll catch y'all right. after the break here. Right. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you 
to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your Lowcountry real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. <laughs> You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline and picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got some racial spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who was born to crow. Oh, the great. Michael Hayman, writer of that beautiful song. If you haven't downloaded it into your phones yet or your computers or wherever you listen to music, Born to Crow is out. Michael Haney, of course, you probably know the name. If you listen to the J.C. and Morgan podcast, he's on there, but that's not necessarily where he got his start. It was at 107.5 The Game, where he was for a long, long time now up in Nashville. So we'll give him a free plug there. We'll have him on our program at some point in time here in the near future. He is a dear friend and a better person, and he's turning into one hell of a songwriter, and he's uh, gotten pretty good with the vocals as well. He also is a bike rider, believe it or not. I'm not yet, but will be soon because of our friends at Electric Bikes of Charleston. Electric Bikes of Charleston or electricbikescharleston.com. For those that are not here in the low country and can't just run over and take a look at what they have to offer are outstanding, and here's why. There's a reason why folks come from Myrtle Beach and Georgetown and Orangeburg and Columbia, Spartanburg, Hilton Head, Walterboro, and pretty much everywhere in between to get their next bike at Electric Bikes of Charleston. And don't don't let the old adage fool you. People think that, oh, those are just bikes with motors. I want to actually ride a bike and get exercise in. That's not true. These are actually bikes. You kick the motor into gear if you want to kick it into gear. Like maybe you've ridden 20 or 30 miles and you don't know if you're going to make it home. Or maybe you're trying to go through uh, through beach sand or up a mountain and you just need a little extra help to get you there. That's what's so great about these things. Sure, you can be like probably JC and I would be, crack a beer and kick pedal assist in and just cruise around all day and Say hello to folks, but if you're actually in it for the exercise, this is the way to go because you can go further and still get back where you need to be. Electrobicecharleston.com, up to 28 miles per hour with pedal assist. Aventon, Velotric, Magnum bikes are all there, and it is Gamecock owned and operated. Electric Bikes of Charleston, electrobicecharleston.com. There are a couple of questions in the chat box, JC. I'll let you answer those um, in just a moment. Well, let me ask you both one quick question. Do you remember what happened 43 years ago today, and where were you? I was young. We um, asked a loaded question. Come on, you weren't even around. You can't ask us that. No, neither. No, was but I. I am a no, but yeah. I am a talk show host, and that's that's my right. Job yeah. is to be the <laughs> 1980. Do you today? believe in miracles, Phil? Oh, really? is it the miracle, uh, the Lake Placid miracle? Nice. By the way, 
screw the people that decided to make a movie about a, a shark in a freshwater lake or whatever the hell it was about. That lake they Placid. called it Lake Placid. Come on, I man. Watched. I mean, I didn't oh, it was a giant crocodile so not, or whatever. It was. Look yeah. at that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lake, lake Placid. Mm-hmm. Lake Placid. Let's look at it. Who decided that? Let's call it Lake Placid. You know, that's like uh, calling a disaster movie the, the 85, the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> like the 85 Bears. <laughs> like, like you have a movie about a, like Chicago mobsters and you call it Super Bowl shuffle. Beef. Beef. Yes. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, Betty White in it though. I mean, that was the, she was the redeeming uh, factor there. Betty White. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Lake Placid, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was yeah. a miracle. So, um, yeah, there's a Trey John Jeffcoat question. Yeah, he enrolled in Arkansas, so but so that's that's that with that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. Unless <laughs> unless for some reason it's just, just top secret, and he didn't enroll in it. But I, last I checked, he, he they confirmed he had. Uh, so that's good there. Um, there was another one there, uh, JC, about the running back from what Mississippi State, Dylan Johnson. Um, yeah, he's at Washington. I stopped. He is at. He, yeah. Did he he's enroll going, at Washington? He's commit. He he confirmed his commitment to Washington. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he uh, there. That Mississippi State was thinking they could maybe get him back, but uh, he was an interesting one. But um, I, I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll get uh, they'll they'll get a running back from the portal, and they'll try to find an edge guy as well. Uh, in the meantime, you know you, you got to kind of look and see what happens spring practice uh, wise, and uh, see who kind of develops at both of those positions. I'm still excited about Mario Anderson from Newberry. Absolutely, I think that's a that's a good one. We wow. talked to Taylor Edwards yesterday, so that was uh, about that. Yep. And, um, you know, so we'll see. But yeah, that that those are those are kind of the portal recruiting is so weird. Because transfers, they don't really sign. They uh, they do and they don't. Like Spencer Rattler sent in, I guess they signed like scholarship papers or something. They just sort of enroll. And so, especially situations like like Dylan and like, and like with Trey John Jeffcoat where they're right up against it. So uh, it's kind of different than the binding letter of intent type of thing. But uh, certainly uh, – Certainly, that's the deal. Michael says, "Do you think the Gamecocks will move up in the rankings after this week, considering the strength of schedule?" I, I think Penn's a little yeah. better. I mean, you know, and, and, and look, it's one thing after an opening series and and then a, a one midweek game to be, you know, putting up the numbers they are. It's quite another if you can do it through eight or nine games. I think they got a nine nine game homestand yeah. uh, to start the season. So um, I would think they would move up. <laughs> Yeah, and and I wouldn't. And if they don't, don't worry. Uh, look, they honestly, it. I, I hate to say, um, I, I don't want to downplay Michael's question there because some people shrug it off as like, oh, who cares? It's only only the second week of the season, those type things. So I don't want this to come off as rude. I'm not saying that at all. But rest assured, they will have their chance in the SEC to move up anywhere they want to go. Uh, yeah. If they take advantage of what they they need to take advantage of in the non-conference, once you get into league play, um, they, they're going to have every opportunity to – they could be the number one team in the country if they go in there and really do damage in the league because that's how difficult their schedule is. Um, I will say the start of the SEC schedule is I, fairly manageable. They actually restructured this. Initially, when it 
started out, the first six series were in some way, shape, or form like Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, and and Arkansas. And it was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. Come on, man. Uh, and so they kind of went back and adjusted some things, and, and so that's kind of all working out. I, I wouldn't – Yeah, Georgia and Missouri – at Georgia and then Missouri at home. So Which, by the way, are two of the three teams that are two, – two of the only three teams in the league projected to miss the postseason right now. Doesn't mean they will. And – Mississippi State's not – I mean, early on they're struggling, as Coach Lake mentioned. And then – so they go – Carolina goes to Starkville midweek with North Carolina. And then dun, 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 LSU comes to town. And LSU yeah, is back, fellas. Hmm. They're back. They 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 knocked it out of the park in the portal uh, for baseball this past year. So, they're, they're that, that'll be a hell of a series, I think. That's going to be – At Founders Park. Yeah, I've already um... – I've already submitted my request to Kent, and I said <laughs> I'm going to need to be on the list for that one. Um, that that's going to be outstanding. I, I will point this out real quick, and, we'll, and then we'll move on. I know there's some other football stuff in there to get to. We don't, do want to get to hoops tonight too, because Carolina's got number two Bama coming in with distractions on the table. I might add, but there are outside of the Gamecock series this weekend, guys. If you're just a fan of baseball, and I, and I hope it really, I really hope all of you love it like I do. Blake Cooper called me um, last Friday night, I think, and we sat there and talked for two hours on the phone. We're just flipping through ESPN Plus, watching random baseball games. It is so relaxing. Um, so I hope you all join in doing that with us. But if you do decide to do that this weekend, how about this, guys? And y'all both know this. North Carolina is in a three-game series at East Carolina. That place is going to be hopping. It's an 11-12 matchup uh, by the rankings. And the folks in Greenville, North Carolina, do not like the wine and cheese crowd from Chapel Hill. They get sky no. high. They hate them, as a matter of fact. So that's going to be a very edgy series, and I can't wait to see that one. Uh, and then elsewhere around the country, you have 13th-ranked Maryland down in Oxford to take on Ole Miss, whom we were talking to Coach Lake about earlier. That's interesting. Florida State is unranked, but certainly trying to make noise. They've got a coaching change that they made last year again link uh Jarrett now at Florida State he's got his guys going to TCU this weekend and then another really interesting one uh this one's in the SEC as 17th ranked UCLA is at 10th ranked Vanderbilt this weekend so some pretty pretty intriguing uh baseball series out there outside of Columbia go ahead I'm sorry oh yeah absolutely I was just uh I was going to agree with you there, and uh, baseball is good. But got a little basketball tonight. The Fighting Nate Oates Crimson Tide roll, Tide roll. Uh, Harvey so, Updike's stop, uh, come stop to town. There. Stop there, stop there. <laughs> we we heard the Oates. Everybody has their opinion on it. What was your opinion on Oates's comments that we came out yesterday? Both of you. I'm asking both of you. I missed it. I didn't see what he said. I, do you know the story? I mean, Have, do you, do you yeah, know the story, right, apparently, JC? yeah, one of the players is supplied a firearm. I, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's maybe the fourth one to get in the draft by YouTube. Yeah, yeah, Fre freshman, yeah, lottery freshman, pick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, provides the gun. Nate Oates in a statement about it uh, at the end of the statement says it's, it's unfortunate. Kid was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that's not yeah. wrong place at the wrong time. Jeez. I mean, he drove himself to the place in the middle of the night to hand off a gun in the middle. I've been to Tuscaloosa, JC. I know you've been to Tuscaloosa. I know exactly where they were when I saw this come out. I'm like, I've been right there on that corner. 
It's you're showing up there, handing the dude a, a weapon at two in the morning for what? Nobody asked questions. Uh, wrong place at the wrong time. It this just, is a, dumb, a stupid situation, too. I mean, what, what they, they didn't even they didn't even really know. They didn't. I, I don't think they knew the young lady, or, or maybe they like before that night. I mean, it was just a really t- terrible situation, in my opinion. Oh, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. is we'll see how yeah, we'll see how it plays out in court and all that good stuff. Well, it, look, Oates is going to get hammered for this. Okay, uh, he's going to get hammered. He's already getting hammered. He's going to get hammered. I agree with Quantrell. I'd say, look, I'm not commenting on this. This is an open investigation involving some of my athletes. I'm not going to comment. He did. My question, because you can get everybody's opinion on Nate Oates's comments all over the country. Probably all over ESPN. I'm sure Stephen A's yelling about it somewhere and Skip Bayless and God knows who else out there. <laughs> my, my, my question pertaining to what we talk about in this state to, to separate the, the two here, not trying to be insensitive in any way, shape, or form, is how much distru- – this Alabama team is really good, right? They're number two, number one in the country based on how you look at it. How much distraction is now absorbing that locker room this is a nine o'clock tip on the road at a team that you should beat the brakes off of, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nobody out there who's even thought about looking at this game and saying, I really want to watch that. Like, nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to watch this game. Is this an is this a scenario where You've got Alabama, and now they're they're wrestling with a bunch of the outside world stuff, infiltrating the locker room on the road in an empty gym late at night against the team they should blow the doors off of. Is this one of those opportunities where if Carolina comes out, and like they can do sometimes, even though they play like crap at home, but like they can do sometimes, all of a sudden they've hit seven of ten three-pointers. Is this one of those games where you could look up and go, I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, I know what happened. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I still <laughs> I, I wish we were playing this game in Tuscaloosa. Also, I hope everybody keeps it classy in the stands because, a, you know, a, a salacious story like this could be enough to actually drive people to, you know, I don't know, go to the CLA to watch them play uh, just so they could start mess. But uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I, I you know. Who knows? I know, like I think Alabama's too good to lose to South Carolina tonight. Yeah, but could it be closer? You want to be honest? Uh, yeah, right. If yeah. you can mm-hmm. find a way to to pull it off, and if they're really distracted, which those that is kind of a mess down there. Um, who knows? Well, this Alabama, is, this is that- Alabama has to be cold from the field because they're such a good shooting team, and this year. Uh, unlike previously, NATO's teams are just kind of like living and dying by the three. They also can do other things to hurt you as well. There's a reason they're number one, but hey, who knows? Nine o'clock tip off at the CLA. <laughs> I, I, there's no reason for that. No. No, not to, no, no that. I hate the nine o'clock. There's enough teams in the central time zone in the league to where the teams that are in, in the eastern time zone should always be able to avoid that. Uh, you know, and there's two more teams coming in that are in the central time zone as well in Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, so there's really no reason why, you know, unless you're Kentucky and you're because they're in the eastern time zone, 
and you like it's a big or like you know Tennessee's playing Kentucky at, at nine o'clock, and you know it's going to be a packed house and a big game. There, there, there's really no need for the South Carolinas and Floridas of the world to have to play Georgia and it's teams like that to have to play. You know, at nine o'clock at night. In my opinion. Well, and and you know what? To your point, I know we'll hit another break here. But to your point, I I do. I need to check myself real quick because I will say this. I was at some 9 o'clock tips at Frank McGuire Arena back in the day, and that place was a blast when they tipped mm. off at 9 o'clock at night. I, I think every student in there was tanked, and, and it was just loud, and Carolina was good. That was back in the mid-'90s. They were really, really good. That was fun at 9 o'clock at night. But uh, when, you're, when you're losing 9 o'clock tips, mm. not, not as much fun. No, the headache sets right. in a little early. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's why I asked a question. Though I, I just, it's mm-hmm. just a, there's a lot of strange dynamics going into this game tonight, and you almost wonder if you're going to look up in the second half and go, "Why is this a five point game? Like, what's going on here?" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. You can give them I a know. shot, but I, I just think they'll, they'll still like. There's too much talent, top to bottom, on that Alabama roster this year for us to yeah. really I think, too athletic make a. Yeah, yeah they really, really are. Yeah, I agree. That's about right. a pick as well. Okay, good pick, JC. Good pick. We'll hit a break. We'll break that. He's putting it in right now. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblend. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. 
Onboard Mad Odom has a low cost, one price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662. Talk to him about enclosing a porch or a patio for you to keep the bugs away so you can enjoy some outdoor breezes this summer. And I was just sitting here thinking, we go from one basketball team to the other interesting stat guys I just saw. The Lady Gamecocks, the fams, if you will, uh, fill up the CLA better than 94% of men's basketball teams in this country this year. They are actually outpacing them in fan attendance, but over 12,000 average per game. Wow. Uh, that, that, that program gets tremendous support. That's part of what uh, Don Staley's done. Mm-hmm. when you win. Yeah. Yep. They've got yeah, a- right. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of support in Thompson Bowling Arena tomorrow night, too, when they walk in there to face the uh, the volunteers. So, tough challenge coming up to stay undefeated. No, 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 doubt about it. no doubt about it. Um, Happy birthday. It's Mr. Andrew's Andrew. birthday. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. it's my birthday. <laughs> so, uh, what accent do I do well? I don't even know. I mean, J.C. – JC is the accent guy, Mr. Andrew. You might want to just let him do one for all three of us. Well, it depends on what kind of accent you want me to say, Mr. Andrew. <laughs> is that Scottish or uh, what is that? Uh, it's it's kind of a little British. It's a little British right there. Now, Irish and oh. Scottish, like, there's a difference. Uh, I learned a long time ago when I was doing theater how to, because a lot of times when you're trying to do a Scottish or Irish accent, you kind of do the same thing. So, Scottish is down here, and then you're like, hey, uh, Scotland, oh, bro, you're more bro. You sound like Sean Connery. Trebek. Let me, <laughs> Trebek. Have you been watching 1923? No, I, I won't oh, do that. Okay. There's a, it's, I, it is outstanding. There's a, there's a, there's a guy, there's a Scottish guy in there I was going to, See if you thought his accent well, was legit. Or there, not. There's a couple of Scottish actors I really, I really like uh, that, that, have, that have come up lately um, in TV shows like Ozark, uh, and they killed him off, and it sucked. Uh, <laughs> the, the the guy that's uh, the, 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 the he Darlene was his wife. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Darlene. Yeah, he talked, growers. Yeah, he talked a little oh, like this. Yeah. How are you doing? But he's a Scottish actor, and he's really good. He's been in some stuff, and then in Secession. Uh, on HBO, which I hope I think starts up again, the 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 patriarch and the the Rupert Murdoch character, as they call it, he was actually in Braveheart. He was Uncle Argyle. Yeah. I'm your Uncle Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> I'm your Uncle Argyle. And I always I always remember that scene because Argyle's sitting there just going to town with some soup and a loaf of bread, just dipping it off. <laughs> was that a poetic dip? And he's like. I don't want to go to Rome. He's like, well, you didn't want your father today either. Oh, you don't speak Latin. Well, that is something we have to remedy. And and it's the same guy who's now in Success Succession. It's a great Scottish actor there. So I'm Scottish. 
Irish is up here in your nose. <laughs> That's a little different. My island. They teach nice. this. My Ireland. Yeah. Uh, but you listen to the people talk. And yeah, if you, if you watch Gangs of New York or anything like that, Liam Neeson's in it. Nah, the king. Even Daniel Day Lewis, who. Long story short, in that movie, it's it's like the battles between people who are what natives of New York and then Irish immigrants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even though Daniel Day Lewis is a native, you can hear still hear it sometimes. You can hear the Irish come out of you. Um, and just like my boy, the, uh, the Notre Dame fan, who looked at me and was like, "This game, that's not over. That's not <laughs> over." Irish go at you kind of like that. Not, nah, no, yeah. And well, Scottish is kind of down here. Or even if the Scottish people that they don't talk with the brawl, it kind of kind of sometimes goes up here like that. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that's Scottish and Irish. Nice. I hope that was good for you, Andrew. I, I explained those accents. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Andrew. <laughs> happy birthday. birthday. from Scotland and Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> You got a dart in your neck. Happy birthday, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Craig. (laughs) Dart in a smile, friend. Craig, 1923 has been back since February 4th. There's only one episode left coming up this uh, Sunday night. So uh, you're behind, my man. You're behind. Why don't I know what this 1923 is? What is this? It's a prequel to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh, 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 oh. It's got the second, second prequel. Who is it? Uh, Harrison Ford or somebody's in it. Who's in it? And 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 Helen Mirren. Yeah, and they're, Helen they're really good. They're really Jeez. good. Talk about some yeah. acting shops there. God. Well, and right. they've got 1944. That that's the next one that's coming. They've got the 666 Ranch, which is going to be the one after Yellowstone and Costner's leaving, and Matthew McConaughey is going to be. Brought in. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. right. That I is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, oh, some people give him, give him crap. Be a lot uh, cooler if you did. Why, why? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I he can do everything, man, and he's cool. Dude. He's cool. JC Saul just pointed something amazing out to me, and I can't believe I forgot it. Brian Cox, Uncle Argyle, and the guy from Secession is Captain O'Hagan and Super Troopers too. Uncle Art. Oh, Uncle wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when I said super troopers, I, 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 figured, I, I was expecting more, Phil. Yeah, I got it. It, it oh, took a second for that to land there. Captain <laughs> uh, O'Hagan and so out. Oh, That's amazing. God. That's awesome. Thank you. JC Saul made my day there. Made my day <laughs> there. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so people were talking earlier about March 17th becoming a big football like recruiting weekend. Yeah, they're about to, as Taylor said yesterday, it's kind of like Wait, that's a dead period right now. St. Patrick's Day, right? March 5th. Yeah. No, wait. 15th is the Ides. That's the Ides of March. The Ides beware, of March. Beware no, the but Ides. the 17th is St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Yeah. And which means the 18th is going to be St. Pat's and five points. They're bringing in all these jokers the weekend of St. Pat's and five points. Oh, your best God, we're going to sign every one of them. have some stories from, from St. Patty's Day. Five yeah. points, man. I, I, I remember I, the, the first time I went, I lived in Spartanburg, and my buddy was like, hey, man. I was like, what? He's like, you want to go to Columbia? I was like, why? It's it, why? Well, There's no reason because the Gamecocks had just lost to Coppin State. 
in, in the NCAA tournament. I was like, why the hell would I want to go to Columbia right now? Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, man. It's cool. And so I was like, all right, it's cool. You know, um, so uh, so we went, man, I was blown away. I think Hootie and the Blowfish actually played that, or Darius Rucker plays when they were kind of were first getting started and blown away. Uh, and then when I moved to Columbia, I lived in Five Points at Place on the Green. Drew Meyer actually lived in the uh, condo building across from me, uh, yeah. right there next to Andy's Deli. I was across from Andy's Deli. And so we went every year, especially living down there. It was one of the best days ever. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm all about that. And, uh, of course, I live in, like, the St. Patrick's Day capital of the world. I mean, outside of, of course, Dublin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Chicago, they die the River Green and – all that good stuff. So it's uh, it's always yeah, a but big down, time. Down here, it's Savannah and Columbia. Yeah, I mean, yeah dude. Here, I, trust me, I've I, I one of the. I'm getting back to the Columbia St. Patty's Day Fest. I got to take Matt and show her what it's all about. She'll like. Oh, uh, it. it's that. It is. J Rat and I got down there at 10 a.m. one time. Had our first blue guy, Doctor Rocco's. We had our last blue guy, Doctor Rocco's, at 2 a.m. of the next day. So it was. <laughs> needless to say, we. I spilled a beer on Phil's wife at Dr. Rocco's by accident one time. <laughs> and that's not that the only time accident. that's happened. That's the only time I've done that either to poor Dina. You know, or, or Phil, you know. I'm going to pour another beer on her. Let's see if she thinks this one's an accident. That's right. That's right. wonder how many of these we can get on her. <laughs> All right, let's hit a break. I got some uh, TV, uh, college sports TV news that just uh, popped right. up. It's pretty interesting. Really? We'll talk about. Uh, also, uh, I did want to pass along, uh, and, and this is a general tidbit. Uh, I'll probably have more in the VIP room uh, on Monday on 24-7 or on the Big Spur, but I am hearing really, 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 really good things about Lenoris Sellers. Hmm. Uh, you know, I know everybody in the state seen him play, loved him, and and I know that uh, you know he's a he's an in-state kid that they wanted to flip badly, and they I thought it was great uh, that they did it. But I, I'm I'm hearing some really, really. Stuff that kind of makes you go, wow, yeah, this guy could be much better than any of us ever thought at the end of the day. So that's uh, that's just wanted to pass that along. People always ask me, hey, who's who's standing out? Well, I mean, lifting weights and pushing bags and stuff? I don't know. But I uh, uh, heard some things about Lenore Sellers that are going to be probably uh, make Gamecock fans happy. You know, it's a long way to go I mean, because you've got – you've probably maybe got two, three years before he takes the job but uh, or gets the job. But uh, – you know, maybe not, maybe not. So anyway, that's, that's my little thing yeah, there before yeah. we go to break and uh, we'll be back after these messages. I want you to take me to Disney world. <laughs> calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, 
she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Sheree, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John a call, 803-446-4662. They'll be happy to talk to you about how to get some sunshine into your life this summer. And we're live from the Sinorama Studios. Just trying to see. It's like coming out of that last break. I got all these button clicks to do, you know, y'all. Well, I've got to, uh, I've I've got to, I was just doing some button clicks myself because I was just setting up a, a haircut and, um. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, uh, I was shopping for basketball clothes? tickets the other day we're setting up haircuts yeah we're all in well i you know i i i, I generally i i used to go to this really really cool barber um actually up in somerville because i was up there all the time and um and now i'm not up there anymore and so i don't so i'm back going to great clips again but the great clips where I used to go by our old house, I'm not going to say which one it is. I'm not going to out them. Is nowhere near <laughs> as good as the great clips on the other side of town. And so I'm sitting here trying. I'm like, okay, well, the one that's not as good is only a 20 minute wait. The one that's better is a 50 minute wait. But I'd rather wait an extra 30 minutes to come home and not have to actually go get the scissors and the clippers and fix what they. <sighs> screwed up so um, this is anyway. a great clip special right here this waviness you know they get a little style to it i mean it really my, oh by the way by the way uh you guys know i do the spurs up show every thursday and chris's setup is different than ours in that it's like this super duper uh, like chris looks great right you know he's got his thing and he's all dimensional he's the host but all his guests are like these super you know it's a super ultra close-up and so I'm th- sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll read the comments. I should never read the comments on Facebook ever. And this guy is like, why is it that all your guests look like they're homeless and begging for change in five points? Because they are. Because we've been pretty damn me. close to that. How about that? I, I have the UNLV <laughs> on, and, 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 and it's such an ultra close-up. Like, it's What's a white UNLV visor. And it, if you get a little stain on your visor, your white visor or something, you can't tell here. But on Chris's get up, it's just like rock, rock, rock. I mean, it's like an ultra close up on my mug. And uh, I got in there. There's a layout for that. I made a little like, comment. It was like, like for ch- oh, yeah. See, we yeah, can. There just, it is. It's just, see, look how frightening and <laughs> oh, terrifying this is. That's why I don't do uh, that know. one. You know, we were kind of walking one of our uh, colleagues through StreamYard and uh, what the best way to look at things was. And, 
he kept it on that while we were going through it. And I was like, okay, I, I'm really big. My face is like really I, big here. <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's kind of the style of his show. I mean, other I've seen other, uh, but, uh, but somebody made a comment. And it's not, nine times out of 10, you can tell who comments on who these losers are, you know? And uh, so I get on it and it, it's a Clemson fan, obviously. But not not just a Clemson fan, like a psychotic, like church going. Uh, Dabo loves you, and maybe Jesus does too, unless you're a homeless person oh, yeah. to five points. Uh, you know, so I, I found that guy, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if he, you know, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, shadows of his mother's basement is a, is a yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So they they uh, they get after it on the on the Spurs up show on Facebook. So I, I thought it was kind of funny, but. I wanted everybody to know the look is intentional. Like I intentionally grew out my stupid hair for the, you know, for the show and then shaved it for the show. And then I mean, it's oh, intentional. Yeah. It's kind of my little niche. I, I'm perfectly capable of cleaning up. You can ask anybody. I don't want to walk around dirty and all that, but I did, I did look at myself and I did say, you know, if I didn't know me or know any better, I'd be like, yes, yeah, <laughs> I do look like, Somebody's begging for change. Skid Row. Hey, By the way, what a, what a good band Skid Row was. They do it all over Charleston, and then they walk over and hop their Mercedes and drive across town. Drive right off. Yeah. office, fellas, you know. Yeah. Um, I literally, I literally watched a guy do that one day. Down there, he literally took his sign down. I turned right. I was in the parking lot. Dude walks across the parking lot, gets your car, and drives away. I'm like, wait a Enterprises. Enterprises. <laughs> this guy just told me he was so, a homeless vet. Like, homeless vet with a Mercedes? <laughs> the government gave me this Mercedes. The government. <laughs> I mean, I look. Mean, uh, you know, Nat drives a Mercedes. It's a 2003. Saunders <laughs> says, I appreciate control. Hmm. Oh, wait. How, how pathetic do you have to be to sit in a daily on opposing teams fan podcast? No. Likes? He said, I don't care about that. He said a minute ago, let let me know, JB. She makes house calls. Who makes house calls? And what do a I need barber? to let you know? Oh, uh, somebody do your hair. A hairdresser. Oh. Big Slam of Genesis, maybe he lives in his Mercedes. Some of them are nice enough to live in. My future in-laws have one that thinks talks to you. And I, I'll, I mean, it's a German car, too. So I'm wondering if I can get in there and fiddle with it and get it to start talking German. Yeah. <laughs> Guten Morgen, JC. <laughs> but now, um, the, oh, the barber, the barber thing. So, yeah, I'm a great clips guy. And sometimes I, I used to go to sport clips, you know, um, in Columbia. Uh, everybody talks about Ray Tanner going to sports clips too. I think Ray did a commercial for them one time. I think that's what caused me to go coach Tanner. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, uh, but your great clips is just fine with me. I've been lucky uh, and I've got a lot of hair. Now our our 14 year old, right. Is bougie is what we call bougie these days. And he's got flowing locks of wavy dark hair. I mean, it takes him a long time to do it in the morning and fix it. And he demands, that he goes to this bougie barber shop that's uh, $60. 
cash. They don't take cards either. You got to go to the ATM and, and then you're forced to tip the lady too. Cause it's kind of a rough and tumble crowd in there. Oh, money and it's like, scheme. Yeah, it, 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 it seems like it, but, but that's all. And I'm like, he walks in there and it's like, you know, it, it doesn't even look like anything has gotten cut. Cause it's still <laughs> like down to his, and I'm like, he just paid sixty dollars for that. It's like no. getting back, coming to America. I remember when he cut out? It was like that'd be twenty dollars. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Xavier asked his. Uh, the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> oh no, Peter. Uh, the Stone, yeah, Stone's going to still play. He's just not on the team this year, fixing his shoulder. Uh, the plan is still for him to play. We'll see if that happens. Keep in mind too, in baseball, you're limited to players on your roster. You can't have unlimited. You know, roster. Yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah, yep, yeah, twenty-seven. And so you can have more, but twenty-seven are active, and you got to activate it. Yeah, you got to activate. So that's 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 why. You know, even if Stone was healthy, and you know, I know he had a shoulder situation or whatever, um, and and I think he's healthy, but um, I don't know that he'd make the team. I mean, and that's just based on information from Woodlaw. Some of these football guys, it's hard to go make the baseball team. You know, um, so uh, uh, it's not like yeah, it just close. to make it. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, you you, you got to bring something to the table other than you can just hit it 450 feet. Yeah, I mean, you just do. I mean, you got to maybe like a Sheldon Brown situation, you know, where you could uh, you could move a little bit. I mean, we've seen this. We've seen him try. I mean, Ahmad Christian tried to play baseball. You know, it didn't really work out. It, it just Clint, never really works out. Quentin Smith tried to play. Brandon McElwain tried to play. Brandon McIlwain needed to leave South Carolina for a lot yeah. of reasons. Uh, yeah, so it probably there's, wasn't there's, Brandon's fault that he wasn't on the team. Kurt Roper finally took care of it. <laughs> it was a, there's a there's a situation where he's a little hungover or something at practice. What I was told, and yeah, Roper just was like, because you know, I mean, honest to God, if, if you're going to get chased off by somebody, you probably don't want to get chased off by Mark Kingston or Will Muschamp, especially Will Muschamp. Yeah, because I would imagine Will Muschamp's, you know, tough on his players, yells at him at practice and all that. But if he's like actually done with you, it's probably scary. I would oh, probably yeah. crap my pants. <laughs> uh, you know, if he's actually, if he's not just getting on you to encourage you and coach you hard, if he's really mad and, and he won't get away from me, you're off my team, get out of my program. That's pretty bad. But Kurt Roper took that over uh, for that day, and it was like no more Brandon McElwain. All right, that's problem solved. Yeah. You know, I, I, bet I can hear myself say that. All right, problem solved. Let's go. Come on. You know, uh, Quantrill says, I know you're not a Willie Taggart fan. I, I'm he's just not a very good coach, you know, in my opinion. Uh, but he did, yeah. And Willie Taggart did get hired by the Baltimore Ravens as running backs coach. One thing about Willie, he's always going to keep a good ass job. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he apparently really gives a good interview. <laughs> well, he uh, he's just not a good well, he was the running backs coach at Stanford for Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh. I was hiring him up there, so. I mean, look, he's kind of from that coaching tree. I, I, I never really – I thought he did his best work at, at South Florida um, when he did not run his own style of offense. Uh, you know, I did – Oregon, he took him from four to eight to eight and four, but Florida State was a disaster. Florida Atlantic was a disaster. It's been a disaster wherever Willie's gone. So, well, uh, anyway. I can tell you this. Well, first of all, this could be a disaster. Is National Margarita Day? It is oh. that it's Nash, that it's Ash Wednesday. So, happy National Margarita Day to everybody! But I'll leave you with this one quick 
sports nugget. How about this? Over 30,000 tickets sold to the Colorado Buffaloes spring game. That is more than the last seven spring games combined <laughs> for Colorado. And that does not include the 6,000 free tickets they're giving to students. So they are charging you to come watch Colorado play football in their spring game. Oh, well, of course they, well, they need the money. They got to raise yeah. money, right? They got to pay for them. Yeah. Looking like Smokey right. trying, <laughs> trying to pay Big Worm at the yeah, ice cream machine to get the ice cream truck big for Dion. You know? <laughs> Thanks to us. <laughs> Thanks to Lake for joining us today. That was, if you miss that conversation, that was really, really good and um, really funny. I haven't laughed like that since yesterday. So appreciate Stuart Lake for making us giggle. Thanks to Phil and JC for being Phil and JC and all of you. And congratulations uh, to all of those that are bringing their fifth born children into the world today. And happy birthday to Andrew, too. That's right. Happy birthday to Andrew. Congratulations, Bobby. And we'll see you tomorrow on Inside the Gamecock.